0: knowledge we are talking about is abundant. It's there. But there is a hindrance that can stand in your way of making it. Your mind. Hallelujah. A man is made in his three tripartite, right? Body, soul, and spirit, right? But even with that theology of saying it's Body, mind, and spirit. They are one. They function as one. Why? Because they cannot function without the mind. So it is the mind that gives action to the body. It is the mind that unites with the spirit to receive from above. Because your mind is like a vehicle that drives things. So, the mind is the vehicle that activates the body and the spirit and soul of humanity. It is the mind that controls those three things in your life. They've got a mind. Spirit is a mind. The body is just a house or a container that the spirit was given to live inside. Right? So, the spirit in man, you can't touch it. Huh? The real you is spirit, right? Man is spirit. The real you is spirit. For example, I can take uh, Sister Miriam and put her there and say, Sister Miriam, uh, she's a prostitute. And then I take Brother Peter here, put him there and say, Brother Peter is a man of God, he's a pastor. You understand what I'm trying to say? And then it happens that they both die. When they go down and you go to the grave, do you say the prostitute is, is here? What do you say? A dead body is here, right? When you go to Brother John, do you say a man of God, a pastor, is here? No, what do you say? A dead body. It equalizes. So who is the spirit man is the prostitute. (laughs) Come on, you must get it. Who is the spirit man is the pastor. Ah, you didn't get me. I said who is this prostitute? It's your spirit in you. That has been turned, motivated. And activated by your mind. So we blame the body every now and then. The body is not at fault at all. He is activated by mind. That goes to the soul. And then makes the body begin to what? To act. I hope this is making sense to somebody. I hope this makes sense. So don't blame the body. Uh uh-uh. We want to deal with the mind today. Because salvation, it happens first in the mind of man. And then it goes to your spirit. And then you make a decision, right? The mind makes a what? A decision first. And then it goes into your spirit man. And then the mouth will now respond, which is the body. Right? Am I right? When we accept Jesus, is that what happened to you others? I don't know. But for me, my, my brain had to think, do I want this Jesus or I don't? My mind was thinking, right? And then my spirit says, yeah, you need Jesus. And then I had to agree, right? And then the body was now influenced to do some action. Amen? Then it opened up and you say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. The body acted after the mind received first. So this 2021... If you want to know God, there's only one problem. Let's read Psalm 78 verse 41. Oh, I was waiting for Tully to give me Psalm 78 verse 41. Are we there? Do, you, do I have anyone who has opened Psalm 78 verse 41? I don't have it off yet. Okay, let's go Psalm 78 verse 41 KJV. It says, "Yes, they turned back and tempted God and, and limited the holy one of Israel." Ah, let's read it together one more time. Let's go. You know, I didn't know that you can limit God. Yeah, yeah, I'm being honest. Until I saw that verse. Why? Because we've been taught theology that says God is sovereignty. So whatever wants to happen, must just happen. This shows the power of a human being created by God. The dominion that he gave to you. The power That God invested in you. The free will. That God invested in you. Today if you get this message. Your life will never be the same again. You can actually limit God. So the prayers that we pray. You can actually cause God not to act for you. You. Are not demons. (laughs) Hey, I said not demons. You. This is not about demons. This is about you. The whole human being created by God. Let's put aside some demons and devil today. I want to take a chair and give the devil his chair out there. He's not here today. It's you and God. We want to talk about you and God. Things that has limited us. To move forward our mindset. Romans 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what is good, well pleasing, and the perfect will of God. Let's read together. And Ah, come on, let's read it together one more time. Let's go. amen do not be conformed right what does the word conform mean to conform is to adapt right to conform is to adjust to conform is to reconcile right it is to follow or to submit am I right Uh, 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 graduates Am I right there? That's what the word "conform" means. Now the word says, "Do not be, do not adapt, do not follow, do not adjust according to the systems of this world." You know, these are cosmos, right? Systems that has been put in place by human beings. That's what the world is. These are systems in place. We talk of the seven mountains. They are systems put in place by humanity. Now the Bible says, do not conform. Do not, don't adjust or adapt to the systems. (laughs) There is an issue here. I want you to really think about it. God is saying you cannot, don't. If you want to be successful in knowing God, He says, don't adapt to the systems of this world. And then he says, but be transformed or reconstructed. Transform means to reconstruct or to change, right? But be transformed by the renewing. Renewing. It means the mind of humanity Needs to be what? Renewed. Aha, we have a theology that says, come as you are. That's what the Bible says, right? The Bible says, come as you are. If you are a robber, come as you are. If you are a thief, come as you are. If you are a prostitute, come as you are. But listen, you don't remain the way you came. That's what it means right here. You cannot remain the way you came. You got to be transformed. Hallelujah. There is one thing that this word is talking to. It says, so that you may prove what is the good, well-pleasing, and perfect will of God. This so that it means after. After. After the transformation of the mind. That is only when you will be able. Do you understand what it says here? It is not before the transformation, Winnie. It is after the transformation of your... Come on, let's say it. The transformation of your... After the changing of your mind. That is only when you'll be able to prove what is good. So what it means is if your mindset is not yet been changed, you are not able to prove to the world. Listen to me. If your mind has not yet been regenerated, transformed by the word of God, it is incapable, incompetent to prove to the world the good you can't show the world who god is if your mind is not yet been transformed you don't even know what is pleasing to god this is why you just live your life the way you want because there is no transformation renewal that has happened to you so no matter how much the word of god is preached to you it's not your problem the mindset there so you can come to church for 100 years as long as things don't start from your mind forget it we may talk of miracles here we may prophesy each other forget it as long as up there there is no decision to change things will remain the same we must understand that there is pressure In our minds, the mind of every human being has got pressure. The Bible called that pressure strongholds. (laughs) It is called a stronghold. Your mind has strongholds. uh, Which scripture is that Second Corinthians? I'm looking for that verse that says our minds needs to be renewed. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 to 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 to 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of the What do we call strongholds? They are imaginations. The Bible calls them arguments. Mm. Verse 5 says, we cast it down. Once we know that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, it means they are not physical. You understand? They are not physical weapons that we use. But... These weapons, they are very powerful. that's what the word "mighty" means. It means they are very, very what powerful. Through God, they are not powerful through you, but through God. They help us to bring down these what strongholds in our minds so that we can be transformed. You understand? Now what they do is they help us to cast down imaginations. They help us to cast down arguments that says there is a God, there is no God. There is a God, there is no God. Is he alive? Is he dead? Is he These are imaginations and arguments that happens in the human mind. It's normal to have them. It's normal. We all have those. But this is what the word of God says. Now, when you know these weapons we are talking about, their duty to bring transformation. Their duty is to bring a what a transformation of your brain. So, what? Do, how do you apply and use these weapons? You apply by understanding the word of God. Your mind must grasp what I'm talking about. It starts with your mind. It does not go into your spirit before it starts in the might. Amen. So, this mighty power of God helps us to cast down imaginations or arguments. And every high thing that exalts itself. That is superior. That thinks it's superior. Anything, any thoughts, any thought process that thinks I'm superior because I'm educated. I'm superior because I get money. I'm superior because I drive a Mercedes it is Benz. That's a way of humanly thinking. Carnal thinking. And now it says it brings it down. <laughs> Every high thing That everything means everything. There's nothing left. The pride of men is also included here. Everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, against the understanding of who God really is. It brings it into captivity. Every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Your mind can only subject to Christ when it has been captured (laughs) through your mind. There's got to be a capturing that has to happen. There's got to be a capturing of your mind that has to happen for your mindset to change because with your normal mind without applying this mighty power of God and break down those thoughts nothing will happen for you amen strongholds they exist in every human being these strongholds I'm talking about it exists in every human being so we need to be casting down imaginations bringing our thoughts to the obedience of Jesus Christ. So the world, I mean, Mike Mudok says something that I was like, wow. He said, I'll read it. He said, the world has embraced the person of Jesus Christ, but they have rejected the principles of Jesus Christ. The church (laughs) has embraced the personhood of Jesus Christ, But we have also rejected the principles, just like the world. May God help us. May God help us this morning so that our mindset can align with the word of God today. Hallelujah. The word of God clearly teaches us, you know, I wanted to just um, show you how we limit God in our minds, right? You know, the first verse in Psalm 78, verse 4, it talked about how we limit God in our mind. What it means is, in your mind, there's treasure, right? In your mind, there's treasure. In every one of us' mind, there is treasure. But how you deal with the treasure in your mind is entirely up to you. I said your, your, your mind is a total sum of all your ideologies that you follow. All the belief systems, things that you believe, they are there in your mind. Am I right? Am I right? All the philosophies that you have, they come from where? They are in your mind. Whatever you believe, it's from your mind. The way you live your life, from your mind. Everything. Let me tell you the problem. When we come to church, we are like people. When we put a mirror here, you see, today I, I'm wearing a barrette. You see me? If I stand on my mirror <laughs> and I look at myself in the mirror and I see a reflection of myself in the mirror, can I touch the mirror to adjust my barrette? Can I? Can I? Where is the action back here on me, right? I got to touch it here so that the reflection will change in the mirror. Are you getting that? Your life cannot change by what people see in the physical. You understand? What we see in the physical is not you. The real you is behind the reflection. It's you here before you reflect in the mirror. Is that making sense? Because what is in the physical is already has already started from the realm of the spirit and then it manifests in the physical. This is why I'm like your spirit has got a mind that affects the actions of the body. Amen. Convictions, they don't just happen there, they start there. We hear right now. I'm speaking to you, someone's mind is already closed. Mind is dangerous. You know, the reason why we don't change is not because the word is not true or powerful or sharper than any two-edged sword. It's because our minds are closed. The Bible says he has closed the minds of people. Let me say we are people who come from very diverse backgrounds of life. We were born in different backgrounds of life. Who we are, we have been shaped by our cultures. Our traditions, the way we have loved, we have lived our lives, the schools we went to, the friends we hang around with, the lifestyle, the way we ate food in our house, the manners and the cultures that your parents taught you, you are who you are today because of your background. Am I right? (laughs) At the age of 50, you can still see my background. Uh Aha. If I didn't change anything, you can see everything I've learned from when I was a child to where I am today. Hallelujah. Things that have surrounded us the rest of our lives is what has shaped us to be who we are today. Amen? But systems now that we function under is now trying to help us to change MQ. He's trying to help you to change your mindset. Things that you have learned when you were a child to where you are today. You come in America. You see the way they greet, they call adults by names. First name. In your culture. When I first came here, I was like, huh? They're calling me by my name in front of my kids. It's a taboo where I grew up. It's a taboo. I'm shaped. So I get nervous because it has never been part of my life. That's how I was bred, right? Raised up. That's my background. And it's not easy for me to change at 50 now. (laughs) <laughs> 50 years pastor of being grilled to say I should call you papa, mama Jackson I can't call you by name it's a, I'm still calling you mama but here in America I must call you by name it's a new system that is coming in to transform what I have known all my life <laughs> do you know that you may not understand what I'm saying but listen when you went to school, grade one, you were not a nurse, Winnie. They had to give you information that made you a nurse. You are called a data analyst. You are not born a data analyst. That's why you are so different from each other. Not everyone in this church is a data analyst. Not everyone is a scientist in this church. It's only you. You are that analyst or a scientist because of the information, the data they kept giving you. For those four years, they grilled that data into you until you call yourself a data analyst. Information, education. How many years have you been going to school? 20 something years. What were they trying to do? Is to change your thinking, your mindset. And give you an educated mindset so that when you speak before people, you speak with professionalism of exactly what they've put inside of you. Hallelujah. God has called us into his kingdom. Coming from all diverse languages, nations, and tribes. Revelations chapter 5, verse 9, it talks about uh, they sing a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and open itself. because you were slaughtered with your blood. You purchased the people of God from every word, Tribe, language, people, and nation. This is the work of the blood. This is the work of the blood that brought us here. We are ransomed, purchased, redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ from different tribes, meaning from different backgrounds. And we all come to church as one. And we are supposed to think like one. (laughs) How does that happen? By listening to the word of God. You see why our lives remain the same? It's because our mindset does not accept the word of God as a reality. Your mindset tells you coming to church is a social group, a space for socializing, getting to meet boys and girls, girlfriends looking for them, or just getting to meet friends. That's what your mind tells you. So when the word of God comes, it's a wish-wash, it's gone. It does not. Stay there. Your mind. Listen, listen. Jesus teaches his disciple. He says, a man came and he saw his seeds. Some, they fell on a good ground. Most of us, we are like those which fell on the rock. We hear the word of God. The moment we hear it, it comes and it goes. The devil will come and just pick it. Because we have not allowed our mindset to take the word of God seriously for our own growths. In maturity. It's a choice that you make. Aha. Matida, do you hear that? It's a choice to take the word of God or to rubbish it. Some people, that's why you see that in church when we are preaching, they are sleeping. Because they have not understood with their minds the power of this word we teach here. So it does not transform their lives. It just comes and it goes. Most of us, we come. The word does not generate, it does not produce anything because it is fallen on the roadside. It's something that you only remember when you're in trouble. That you'll begin to look for the Bible. ways that scripture that says, no weapon, no weapon. What does it say, by the way? No weapon, no weapon, no weapon. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Isaiah, Isaiah. And you start Googling that verse. But you would cram everything before your science examination. You know every theory. You know how to apply to physics. Any theory your teacher has taught you has stuck where? Where did it stick? Why is that the word of God don't stick in your mind? There's no transformation. There's no change. The way you used to speak, you still speak the same when you were a non-believer. Your friends know you as one of them. Mm -hmm. Nothing has changed in your life no transformation, no regeneration. You are the old, same old world. Yet the word of God in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, I'm not going to rush because once you grasp this, your life cannot remain the same again. It's impossible. It's impossible. You can't worship God with your mouth. You got to engage your minds. You don't leave your mind home when you come to church. You must bring your mind here. Hallelujah. The word of God only works in your life when your mind is present. Right now I'm preaching someone else is at the bank looking at the, did that check bounce or did that church go through I'm preaching, someone is thinking, did I lock the house or I didn't? Someone is thinking, how could he say that to me? He texted me that message. I've got an appointment. What dress am I going to wear for dinner? Your mind is, let me tell you, we are here. You could be back in Zimbabwe right now as I'm preaching. Your mind is back in Africa. That's the power of the minds. You got to learn to harness your minds. You got to learn to change. Transform your mind for your own success in everything that you do. Why waste your time coming to church if the word is not working for you? Yet the word of God says it's sharper, powerful than a two-edged sword. Why? is it not happening? Because the Bible says the word will bring a performance. Where is the performance of the word of God in your life? If your God is alive, why is he not showing up in your situation? Why is he not showing up in your marriage? Why is he not showing up? Is he a liar? Why is the word of God not working for you? Because you're so disconnected. You pray here. You see why, why other people are praying, others are busy looking at their cell phones. Because they are not part of it. This is none of their business. It's the pastor's problem. When we worship, you see people walking around. <laughs> Instead of connecting with heaven for your own benefit, imagining yourself in the presence, it's your mind that does that for you. It's your mind that helps you to do that. It's not pastor or the people playing their guitars. it's you you listen to the words Betty it's you in all I stand before you God I give it all even those who are singing you can actually tell their minds are not even understanding what they are singing They are just singing. Their concern is on the tune. Am I in the tune? Am I? They are so focused on their guitar and their song. Their spirit and their mind is not even there. That's why when they are singing, they are so dry. Father, we worship you. Father, we worship you. Father, Father, Father. There is nothing in your mind that brings you to touch the hem of his garment. That woman who touched the hem of his garment, he did not just physically, man of God, went and just touched the hem. It was in her mind. The Bible says, when she, 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 she said it in her mind, if only I can touch. If only I can touch. Healing Winnie appeared before she acted. Your mindset matters. The prodigal son, the Bible says when he came to his senses, when he came to his senses, then he realized, I'm tired of eating with pigs. But before he came to his senses, he was eating with pigs. Like, and it was normal for him to eat with pigs. It's normal to live in sin when you've not counted your senses. Sin is so normal. You're so comfortable in sin. You thrive in sin. You don't care who looks at you. So long life. As long as I go to church. As long as when they worship, I'm there and I also raise my hands. (laughs) Listen. We are not here to play church. We are not here to play church. This is not a religion. (laughs) Forget it. This is not a religion. We are not playing religion here. Let me show you Jesus' mindset. How different it was from the religious people. You need to understand. Without transformation of your mind, forget it. you pray for years. Until you allow your mind to connect as you read the word of God and allow the Holy Spirit, your mind is the transport that carries what you need to a spirit man. Hallelujah. This is why the word of God Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, he says, he says therefore, if anyone is what? Come on, let's do it together. Let's go. So why is your old still there? Why are you still doing what you used to do before you accepted Jesus as your savior? Why are you so comfortable in your sin? Why do you still live like that sinner who doesn't know Jesus Christ at all? Where is your newness? Do you have friends who are looking at you and say, what happened to you? Let me tell you, Santa, when newness comes, people will ask you questions about you. Your friends will ask you questions. MQ, what happened to you? Because there is a transformation that takes place in the life of every believer. When you belong to Jesus, (laughs) when you belong to Jesus, you become a new person. Your friends, they know you. That we used to know this guy. They are the first one who testify for your life. Not here in church when you fake us. You come here and touch the mic and then you say, Father, Father, Father. No. 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 There's a total transformation. That happens in your private. Not in front of people, but personally it starts from there. It goes to your spirit, then it manifests in your body. If I used to wear these miniskirts, that my brothers in the world would be like. They begin to see you wearing decent, different, decent clothing. If you used to curse, they begin to see you. You laugh and smile. There's another day I saw one of my spiritual daughters here, and uh, you know somebody was very rude to her, and then she kept quiet, and I was looking because I know he passed. I know you're pasty pastor, And I was looking. I was re- looking for that old reaction. The way I knew her in the past. I knew she would not tolerate that nonsense. She would have erupted and would all have run away. But transformation came. They used to know you as poor as Saul. But now you are poor. There's got to be a transformation. When transformation happens, it doesn't matter what people say about you. The reality speaks for itself. Transformation. But it starts in the mind. If your mind is not willing to change, there is no prayer that can change you. There is no fasting that is going to change you. Listen to me. Listen to me. I said if you don't want to change, there is no fasting. There is no laying hand on off hands. You will become bold when we lay hands on you. Nothing, nothing is going to change in your life because your mind is so happy to remain and eat with pigs. You love to eat and die with prostitutes and pigs. It's a choice. But when you come back to your senses, you make a right choice. I am now in Christ Jesus. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. Life! Life! You know, we have got things that we are taught in our culture that we no longer do because we've got Christ Jesus. We were taught in our culture that when you wake up, you invoke the dead And you put some tobacco stuff in my culture. You put some snuff on the ground so that the dead will take care of you throughout the day. So you woke up in the morning for the protection of the family and you go and you begin to enchant, invoking the dead to rise and go with you to work. But now the word of God came. We were transformed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. When we wake up now, the word of God tells us to wake up in the morning. It says in the book of Job, have you commanded your morning? Now I rise up like a woman of dominion and I command my day in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I speak into the atmosphere 12 midnight before that day starts. I'm up to pray. Uh-huh. Some pray at 9 o'clock in the morning. Listen, that day has already been programmed for you. They've already programmed you. Witches have already finished programming your day for you. 12 o'clock you're sleeping. And satanists so are busy programming the day, the new day. They are busy commanding the day for you, ordering the new day for you. And when you wake up, you are simply, because this happens in the spirit realm, what we see manifesting in the natural begins in the spirit realm. Don't fool yourself. That accident didn't just happen here. It happened whilst you were sleeping. The Bible says whilst men slept, The evil one came and he saw tears. Don't fool yourself. Life is spiritual. No matter how educated and how smart you are, let me help you. Life is so spiritual. The Bible says in the book of Ezekiel 36 verse 26, I'll give you a new heart. (laughs) I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I'll remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Why do you still have a heart of stone? As a believer, against the word of God, you fight tooth and nail against the word of God. Someone else, you hear them say, "Ah, the pastor is saying, because it's me I told you what I sinned yesterday, my sin yesterday. The pastor was preaching my sin. I don't preach your sin. I preach sin because it is bad. Not because you told me. If I am not to preach the sin of people, then I have nothing to preach here because everyone is a sinner. One way or the other, someone makes a mistake. Otherwise, I don't have anything to preach. I would rather keep quiet. But I'm going to just call it sin. A sin. And it must be preached in front of the church. Sin must be called out. Sin is sin. Don't fornicate. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. It's bad. That's what the scripture says. I'm not to follow you, but to follow what the scripture says. Hallelujah. But the choice is yours. Whether you want to remain the same or you want to transform, it's your personal choice. Hallelujah. John 3 verse 3. Jesus replied truly, truly. John 3 verse 3. Truly, truly, I tell you, no one can see kingdom of God unless he is born again. What is to be born again? To be born again is to repent. Repentance is not only for sinners who don't know Jesus. Is for you and me as well. Hallelujah. Repentance is a principle for transformation in life. Hallelujah. So when you choose to be in the kingdom of God, your life must always be a life of confessing. You must always confess when you make a mistake. It's like a marriage when I say something wrong to my husband, I come to my senses and I say, I'm sorry. Sorry is not a word that comes once in a marriage. It's like maybe, oh, every other day. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. That's what it is like, keeping, maintaining a relationship. What are we doing by saying sorry every day? We are maintaining the power and the fire in our marriage. It's a commitment. And it's a covenant before God that we made that two have become one. So when I injure my husband's heart, I'm injuring my own heart because we are not two. We are one. So I must always, oh, I, I, I bumped on a tree. Oh, I'm hitting. It must always be fresh. We renew our relationship with Christ every single day of our lives to keep the fire. And the relationship with Jesus Christ, burning by repenting, but you are so hard-hearted, you've got a heart of stone, that you tell God, you come down and tell me, if you want me to change my habits. Who do you really think you are? (laughs) Every time your life is conflicting, with the patterns, of the kingdom of God, you must repent. You must repent. It's not enough Just to be available in church. You must be a person whom God can use. Don't just be available. God doesn't need quantity. He needs quality. Some of us, our mindsets have refused to allow ourselves to subscribe to the mind of God. Our mindsets. We have refused completely to submit or to subscribe to the mind of God in life. We are so used to doing Christian things. Hallelujah. We are workers in church. We don't care about knowing God. We are singers in church. We don't care about knowing God. We have convinced ourselves as long as I'm around, as long as I'm in church, as long as I attend the church, I am safe. But the key thing is now. that's not it. You don't ask God to subscribe to your terms in life. Am I right? You don't ask God to subscribe to your terms in this Christian journey. That's not correct. God will not subscribe to your own mindset. No. No. You must bend and align yourself. You got to bend. You must bend and align yourself with the will of God for your life, for it to manifest. You limit God by the way you think, you limit God. By the way you receive his words. Romans 6 verse 4. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of God. We too may walk in newness of life. May walk in newness of life. Your life must change. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. It says, let this mind... Be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Jesus had a different and a unique mindset. There were value systems he operated from that way, different from the Jewish teachers, the traditionals, the subscribers, the Pharisees. The way they handled people was different from the mindset of Jesus. You understand? They'll bring a woman and say, Can we stone him? And Jesus says, No. You got to acknowledge that you also have weaknesses. You must know that you also make mistakes in life. No one is 100% perfect. That was Jesus' mindset. But the Sadducees and the Scribes, they see your evil and forget these four fingers are pointing at their own evil. Jesus had a different mindset. He would eat with sinners and, subscri- and Scribes. He would eat with uh, tax collectors. And the religious people will be about to stone Jesus when he calls himself God. But he loves to eat with sinners. Why? He had a different mindset. Knowing that I cannot bring them into Christ if I shun them. I got to go as a light among them. And shine. Now the problem is that some of you. Instead of going as light among them. You become the darkness. The moment you go among the sinners. You become like them. You are like a chameleon. You go among your friends. If they are brown you become brown. They talk this way, you talk the same way. You forget that yesterday you were speaking in tongues, raising those hands to God. Now you are among them. The Bible says you are the light of the world. Now instead of shining as the light of the world, you join the sinners. And there's only darkness. Yet when you were coming, the angels were accompanying you as light going among darkness you got to change your minds. When people are talking at your workplace, they are gossiping about your boss. You know as a believer, your mind should tell you quickly, what do I do? I don't join them. I've got my secret place called an altar. If I'm not happy with my boss, I don't waste the time gossiping about my boss. After work, when he's sleeping, hey, my God! That's when I begin to correct things in the realm of the spirit. Our weapons of our warfare, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. As a believer, your mind should grasp the word of God as it is. And know that the weapons of your warfare, they are not carnal. Don't defend your mouth. Don't use your mouth to defend yourself. Go on your knees. You are spirit. You got power. You can change things around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need transformation of our mindset. The Holy Spirit will partner with you when you choose. When you choose to change your mindset, that's only when the Holy Spirit will partner with you to help you overcome sin. He only does it when it comes straight from your mind. Then transformation begins to happen. Regeneration happens little by little, little by little, and then we are on a next level in life. Hallelujah. You see, when a nurse, we talk to nurses now, Ah, I was laughing. I was talking to Ina about COVID. All she knows is medical. Oh, pastor, no. If you take this medicine and you put it there, that's all she she's a nurse. But for me, I'm looking at differently in the realm of the spirit, which is different from what she was told. But if she doesn't see things in the realm of the spirit, she'll die like that. There are times that you've got to see things professionally. But there are times we've got to see the way my boss is acting. It's not normal. There is a spirit behind. Now, you don't deal with your boss. You go in your secret place. When your boss is sleeping at night, you go on your knees. You alter things in the realm of the spirit. As I ask you to stand up this afternoon, your mind must align. Itself with God's will, your life must mirror what has happened from within out. Hallelujah. Not the other way around, uh-uh, from within out. You only adjust your head there here not in the mirror. I can't touch it. It only reflects what my hair looks like. If I didn't comb my hair, I got to get a comb myself, fix things from in the realm of the spirit. That's why the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, not seen. There are things that you don't see in the physical, but they are seen in the realm of the spirit first. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You cannot receive a kingdom mindset, brothers and sisters. It's not an impartation that we lay hands on you to receive. The message I'm, pray, I'm talking about, there is no pastor, no matter how anointed and gifted they are, can impart the mindset. It is your work. The forces in your mind, they need you to subdue them. There is a battle in your mind. The devil wants to use your mind. God wants to use your mind. <laughs> Did you hear that? I said God wants to use your what? And the devil also, precious, is waiting to use your mind. The spirit of God will say, "Go love, Pastor Rebecca," and then the devil says, "No, no, no, no. In your same mind, hate it. She's she doesn't like you. Look at the way she looks at you." Oh yeah, you got to, you need the human being. And they're all wrestling against one mind, your mind. So you got to make a choice. What will guide you is the word of God if you hear But the word of God says, but the word of God says, Jesus, when he was being tempted by devil, a lot of people think the devil came physically. No, he didn't come physically, brothers and sisters. Those tempting after 40 days, it happened in the mind. How did he defeat? Through the word. What do you know? <laughs> what do you know? Which verse do you know? Which verse do you know? John 3.16. I was shocked the pastor the other day. Asking a believer. I've been in church for five years. Can you tell me John 3.16? They couldn't tell me John 3.16. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me. If I say let's do John 3.16. Some of you here, you can't tell me John 3.16. Yet your child in the, in the daycare there, They can tell you, John 3, 16, you have not allowed your mind to capture the word of God. You are full of songs of Beyonce. You can talk and you can imagine how she's talking about nakedness and you can imagine all those things with your mind. But when we talk about the word of God in prayer, you cannot even imagine yourself before God. You can't imagine yourself getting before Yahweh. Honoring him with all that he has done for your life. Those accidents you escaped. Where he took you from. Those scholarships, those grants. Whatever. These opportunities. They, you can't even picture yourself. You know, being honest and sincere. This is only when you see believers crying. We don't cry because I've got problems. I cry because I'm imagining how great. What kind of a God we so merciful. Who can favor me in such a way. That's why you see some of us crying. It's not because they've got problems. No, but we are imagining in the presence of God. You look at what he has done for you. Hallelujah. 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 The things we read, the things we hear, what we spend time listening, what you spend your time listening is what is in your mind. All these youth, I, 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 I look at you. Don't think pastor is a fool. When we are having those parties, I can tell what is in your minds. What you spend your time doing and what you spend. You, 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 you put music. Worship for two minutes and you're done. Beyonce and Lady Gaga. Every day, the whole day. Six hours. You are with Lord Gaga and Beyonce. And what is the other one? Mariah, whatever. The whole day. I listen to my kids. Hey, this happened to so and so. And they are talking those things. You don't even know the names they are talking about. They are talking of what is happening on social media. Ask them, what does Genesis 2 verse 4 say? They don't know. But I born them in church. The minds are full. What you read every day. You spend how many hours on social media? How many times do you read your Bible? How many minutes do you spend praying? All you know is what is on. Hey, what's trending? Hey, who is on Pinterest? Hey, who is on Snapchat? You don't sleep thinking of people on Snapchat. Your mind is full of those things. Listen to me. If you want to be successful, my children, listen to this. You need to connect your mind and your Christianity, they can never be separate. You will not make it. You cannot make it. What do you read? What do you read? Magazines back to back. Back to back. If I am to ask the youth in this church, if I just speak something, everybody will be laughing because they know what is trending right now. What did Chris Brown do? They know. All of them, they know. If I say Chris Brown, all of them, they know. Look at the way they are laughing. They know. They know the latest, the latest car. They know the latest fashion do you know what the Holy Spirit said this year? When you began the year, what did he say to you? Are you protecting the Rema word that keeps you for the year? That will cause blessings to flow in your life. Do you know what this word is? This is not church. This is life. This is life. The word of God is life. We're going to pray. I want you to pray for yourself. Let the word of God become final authority in your life. May the word of God become final authority in your life. May the word of God become final authority in your life. So that you may be transformed. You begin to hunger for God. You begin to see angels. It's possible. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You cannot grow in the knowledge of God until you change the way you think. You don't have a desire the things of God. You don't even have time for the things of God. Party have got time. Some people, they show up at parties, they don't show up at church. They've got time for their personal joy. They don't have time for the one who can give you a promotion, who protect you from car accidents. Who has given you the job that you are so proud of. That you want to go and show off to your friends. There is a God who gave that possibility for you. You forget him. You don't have time for him. You wake up here already on your WhatsApp on your phone. Talking to the world. And he's waiting for you. Just to say good morning to you my son. He's standing right next to you. Waiting. There are places that we go to that angels don't enter with us. Each and every one, as I'm talking to you right now, is got an angel. Are you aware of that? Each and every one of you has got... Right now, in this place, we've got angels. Not one. In this place, we've got angels right now. Angels are in here. So your mind, when it receives this word, the Holy Spirit will now come, and then it will help your spirit to receive and bring transformation. Then the angels are ministering spirits. They only act according... Listen pastor I don't know how to say this you know people listen to me angels they don't act because you told them to act they act upon the word of God listen angels act upon the word of God when you say I invoke angels don't invoke them they are not going to act but when I speak the word and I command angels I lose them to go they will bring me a result Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. They'll bring me a result. They only act according to the word of God, not according to your commands. They make a move when you speak the word. Transformation of life. I want you to pray. Raise your hands. I want you to call on the name of God. The word that transformed my life, Lord, help me to change my mind. I want to respond differently to the word of God.